Welcome to the G-Spot, the podcast that discusses topics relating to sex, dating and relationships with a focus on pleasure, connection and education. I'm your host, Heidi G, sex and relationship therapist, and I believe we are all entitled to a fulfilling sex life and relationships. The G-Spot, the best sex and relationship education you'll ever get. Today, we're talking about sex and nutrition, and I have Christine Delogia joining me. As an acupuncturist and herbalist in a private practice, Christine specializes in sexual health, treating all orientations and identities. Acupuncture is great for sexual function, but to address the underlying mechanics of consistency of great sex, the key is diet. For this reason, she works with patients to develop dietary habits that support their sexual goals. Christine holds a master's degree in acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine, and counseling. During her education, she studied Chinese dietary therapy and earned a certification as a holistic nutritional counselor. Early in her practice, she treated numerous men for erectile issues with acupuncture who ended up having significant improvements in sexual satisfaction. After seeing how meaningful this improvement was to their lives, she specialised in sexual health, expanding her practice to all who seek it. She wanted to do more to help them with their partners and bring them joy in their relationship. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I wanted to, um, I guess, start with your book, and I've got so many questions uh, for you. Um, Firstly, I just want to say that I'm actually really excited to talk about sex and nutrition because this is something that um, I do talk about with my clients. Um, And when I'm doing uh, the assessment, the initial assessment with new clients, I do ask them about their lifestyle and their diet, the drinking, recreational drugs. And sometimes I get these strange looks like, what? I've come to Mm. talk to you about my sex life and you're asking me about my diet and how Mm -hmm. how many cold beverages I have. And I'm like, I am not judging you. There is a link. Um, (laughs) And as you can imagine, as a sex therapist as well, I do get a lot of questions like, so how can I work on my, my libido? How can I improve my libido? I want to hire libido. What do I do? And I think they're expecting, you know, this sort of miracle sort of answer. But when I start asking them about their lifestyle and their diet, they're like, oh, oh, I never realized there's actually a link. So I'm actually, I think it's so important to talk about sex and nutrition. And I'm just super, super excited to talk to you um, about this and have you on the show. Um, so I wanted to start about your book. If you could just tell us a little bit about your book. Sure, I I sure can. So when we think about great sex, we think about it as a psychological phenomenon that Mm. involves the right person, the right mood, the the expectations, all of those things. But when we look at it physiologically, great sex is when our nerves are firing strong, rapid impulses to and from the genitals. Mm. That makes for the most pleasure. It's when our blood vessels are delivering abundant blood flow. And it's when our sex hormones are balanced. When all those things combine, that's the trifecta of great sex. When those things 
are all functioning optimally, we have great sex. And there's loads of research to support the fact that diet affects this trifecta of great sex, both in the short term and in the long run. What we eat can very much affect blood flow, it can affect our sex hormones, and it can affect nerve conduction. So, mm. um, and, and so we can eat for great sex, you know, a couple hours before we're having a night of intimacy to have a little boost. And then for long term progress, we can um, consistently follow a, a diet that that um, nourishes this trifecta of great sex. Um, so, you know, so I have both of those in in the book, you know. So, for example, there are certain foods, for example, that will uh, sharply drop testosterone within a couple hours of eating them. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when you eat a high sugar meal that spikes glucose or when you eat a very fatty meal, your testosterone levels will drop. And that's definitely not what you want for intimacy. You know, similarly, even the foods we eat can affect blood flow in the short term. You know, if, uh, about 30 minutes post uh, post eating a high salt meal, for example, our blood vessels are measurably stiffer. And so we get less blood flow. And that's mm. definitely not what we want. So we can, th- there are things that we can do to have great sex now and great sex for, for years to come. Absolutely. And I was actually going to ask you, my first question to, uh, to you was, you know, in your book, you um, do talk about the trifecta of great sex. And I wanted to, to explain that because I, I love that, the trifecta of great sex. <laughs> yes, yes, because it's so, it's so important, you know, and, and this can come into play, um, you know, no matter what, uh, you know, what our present level of sexual satisfaction is and where we're at in terms of exploring our sexuality and, you know, whether we're by ourselves, whether we're with a partner, if we're trying to educate our partner on how to please us, especially for for females, because it can be a little bit trickier to please us. When our body is supporting this process, um, we will have a lot easier time doing that. Um, so, you know, we have the, the book is full of diet, full of guidelines for eating for great sex and all of it's backed by research. So before I specialized in sexual health in private practice, I trained Mm -hmm. to be a research scientist. And so I never followed a career in it, but what I did do, it really did give me an appreciation for the scientific method. So in writing this book, I reviewed loads and loads of scientific data, um, clinical and epidemiological research, so that every assertion is backed by science. But I tried to do it in a really fun and enjoyable way, you know, in in an easy, you know, uh, conversational kind of format. So it's fun to read, but there's a lot of information in there. And, um, you know, so for example, if we want to talk about just one simple food, probably the best food that you could possibly eat for great sex, uh, I would say are leafy greens. And leafy greens, for example, nourish this entire trifecta of great sex. So for example, uh, leafy greens reduce cortisol levels. Cortisol is a stress hormone which can sabotage our testosterone. When we have this stress and we have high cortisol, our testosterone is lower and so that affects our libido and it affects other aspects of of sexual function. Uh, Leafy greens also 
really nourish blood vessels. They improve the elasticity of blood vessels. They actually contain dietary nitrates, which in the short term even dilate blood vessels for immediate increase in, in blood flow. And also they're loaded with antioxidants, which are going to speed nerve conduction. So when they did studies, for example, with uh, with women who had type 2 diabetes and nerve conduction was really slow and they were suffering sexual side effects like, you know, difficulty achieving orgasm, um, not, you know, reduced sensitivity when their partner touched them. Um, they increased their antioxidant intake and they found that they had stronger nerve conduction and more sexual satisfaction. Mm. I now have this... Um urge to go out to the supermarket and buy a whole heap of leafy greens um <laughs> i mean you we should all, go right now <laughs> we all know that um you know eating your vegetables your fruits leafy greens it's all very important it is good for you um and now uh, you know i'm going to keep libido and sex drive and sexual health in the back of my mind as well when i'm eating healthy and my um my uh, personal trainer is on my back saying you've got to eat more of this and less of this so um so i mean look you've talked a little bit you've touched on um how diet affects our sex life um i wanted to um also ask you about how the diet affects um, women's sexual function in particular. Sure. So one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that blood flow is not just essential for male sexual health. We all know that for a strong erection, males need adequate blood flow, but women need adequate blood flow too. The better the blood flow, the more sexual satisfaction, the more uh, the higher clitoral sensitivity and better lubrication. So lubrication needs blood flow to occur. And so a diet that encourages blood flow is a diet that's good for both male and female sexual health. And hormonal balance, again, you know, when we know that males need testosterone for adequate sexual function, most people don't realize that testosterone is also important for female libido. In fact, um, some women even take testosterone just to help with their libido, that sort of thing. So, yeah. you know, male sexual function is optimized with higher testosterone levels, lower estrogen levels, and it's the reverse for, for female sexual um, pleasure. But that is very much affected by what we eat. So, for example, our high sugar diet, we you know it's tons of processed sugars, and this wreaks havoc on our hormonal health. It really mm -hmm. causes uh, major disruptions in hormones, not just testosterone and estrogen, but even things like ghrelin and leptin. And, you know, when you have one hormone out of whack, you typically have a whole cascade of hormones that are imbalanced. And so our diet can help bring things back into balance and, and help boost our libido and sexual function as a result. Mm, mm. Um, and Sorry, the other thing I was going to ask you as well is how did you come up with this diet and, and how do you know that it works? So I, I, everything, <laughs> I try things first on myself and I try them on my patients. 
So I know it works from treating my patients and from trying out a lot of the dietary things myself, mm-hmm. but also it's backed by science. So every single thing, I reviewed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of studies with with science to show what happens when we eat certain foods. And we can measure this chemically and we can measure it in the clinic. So for example, we know that shortly after eating spinach, for example, uh, in one study, patients ate one single serving of spinach and then Mm -hmm. they measured their salivary nitric oxide. So if, for those of you who don't realize, uh, Nitric oxide is something that dilates blood vessels, and Mm -hmm. it's um, kind of in the chain of events leading to blood flow to the penis or to the clitoris. Mm -hmm. It's it's the same kind of chain that Viagra operates on, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So you have your you know um, your CGMP levels is what Viagra specifically operates on, but it's in that same sequence. Um, So. After one serving of spinach, salivary nitric oxide levels were eight times baseline in a couple hours after eating it. So it had a very, very significant effect on blood flow. And so we can measure that. We can measure chemically what happens in the body when we eat food in the short term and in the long run. And um, we can, you know, observe what happens with our patients as well. Mm. And... I'm going to add spinach to the list. Thank you very much. I've, um, I've talked a lot about spinach. I know I have. <laughs> I like it. It's, it's definitely, right. I'm definitely a champion of spinach. Absolutely. And I love that you say I've tried it on myself because, um, you know, when I asked you about, you know, the um, effect on um, women's sexual function and as you're talking, I'm like, mm, mm-hmm, okay, yep, hormones, right? And I was actually thinking that sometimes I'm my own guinea pig as well. Um, you know, when it comes to um, sexual health and diet, hormones, um, and also menopause. And as much as I hate talking about the M word, like, I mean, getting older is inevitable and it's something that I am thinking about, right, as in menopause. Yep, absolutely. And what can I do, you know, so rather than the whole fear of, you know, I just don't want to face it and it's like, well, you know, firstly, you have to face it, you're a female, and secondly, you're a sex therapist, so, (laughs) you know. um, but I guess, and also, you know, getting my periods as well. I mean, just the pain and discomfort that I experience. And I think, hang on, I need to focus a bit more on my diet, what I'm consuming. And saying that, I'm not saying that I have a terrible diet. I guess it's also changing my mindset, which I think for me as a sex therapist, that might sound silly, but because I get so, okay, got to have X amount of protein, got to have my fruits and veg, I know it's good for my body, it's doing good things, I think I've got to change it, you know, change my mindset to, yes, it is good for my body, but I'm also doing this because of hormones or because I don't want a painful period or, um, you know, when I eventually get my, like get menopause, I, I don't want it to be, or I hope I can manage it better with having a better diet and lifestyle so just changing changing the thinking around it um, I think that's really important for me personally yeah I think it's important for all of us you know to to see the way we we treat our bodies as you know kindly caring for them and it's it can be 
it can be difficult, especially in this day and age where, you know, there's so much focus on, you know, not dieting, uh, anti-dieting, you know, I mean, because those of us who pay so much attention to what we put in our bodies and um, obsess over it, quite honestly, as I do, um, you can get to the point where you feel guilty about just eating, you know, and so we want to enjoy food. I mean, we're, we're meant to enjoy food. Our bodies produce dopamine when we eat food because it's supposed to be pleasurable. And so we have to, you know, living in this day and age where we're surrounded by, you know, greasy, fatty, sweet foods that look delicious, smell delicious, and are so enticing, um, you know, kind of, it, it can be harder than ever to follow what nature intended. You know, so if you, if we look at other primates, um, we see a completely different pattern of eating to what human primates uh, do. We've kind of lost our way. Other animals, they know instinctively what to eat for good health. You know, they know which berry, they know which bush, they know which, um, you know, which uh, leaves and greenery to eat. But if we look at other primates, what we will see is we'll see them eating a ton of leaves, a lot of berries, a lot of fruits. They get many times the amount of fiber in their diets because of this. They get many times the amount of magnesium, zinc, calcium, and other minerals as we get in in our diets. And so, you know, we can kind of take a page from other primates and kind of be striving to eat as close to mother nature as possible without driving ourselves crazy in the process, (laughs) you know, living in the modern world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's so important. Um, Now, for people who, say, already have a good sex life, how will this diet help? And I have to say, going by what I said before about changing my mindset, this question is kind of, I guess, for me as well because, you know, as a sex therapist, I know the practical tips and, you know, I practice mindfulness and all. Um, but it's also good. <laughs> it's good for me, I guess, to be reminded of, hey, you've got to maintain this lifestyle or you've got to do X, Y, and Z in order for this to be maintained. Um, and I've got to keep reminding myself of that. Yes, even as a sex therapist, I've got to do that because I do train a lot and nutrition is important. So, you know, and I've got a personal trainer. So I've got a personal trainer who's telling me you've got to have X amount of protein and you've got to make sure you have this and have this. So I'm going along day by day thinking, yep, this is good for my body, not this is good for my body because of X, Y, and Z, and it also helps my sex life. Um, here I am thinking, oh, as a sex therapist, yeah, I know it. It's fine, and my sex life is great. <laughs> well, yeah, but the thing is, this is one simple fact. Let us consider for a moment that the arteries in the clitoris and in mm-hmm. the penis are among the smallest in the body. Mm. They show signs of plaque accumulation before any other place in the body. In fact, it's one of the first signs of, you know, plaque accumulation or heart disease is a decline in sexual pleasure or Mm. sexual function. Mm. And if lest we think that it won't affect us, we should consider the fact that when they did autopsies of very young, you know, 20 somethings who were killed in 
car accidents or killed in war, what they yeah. found when they when they examined their arteries was early stage heart disease, basically, but not mm-hmm. enough to cause any kind of symptoms. They found plaque accumulation yeah. already starting to develop as early as high school in most, almost all of the bodies that they examined. So oh, this is something God. that is happening to us. We may be having great sex now because those very fine arteries are not occluded. But, yeah. you know, as soon as as soon as soon that, it, you know, that pathway becomes blocked, that's, you know, that's probably not the time you want to start thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. And see, and that's a good reminder for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if we have great sex now, I mean, sex can always be better too. Blood flow can always be better. You know, something yeah. like potassium, you know, let's say, let's say we're having great sex now, you know, we're young, we're healthy, we get exercise, all these things. Well, even just simple, simple tweaks to our diet can, mm-hmm. can make that better. You can get better blood flow, you can get stronger nerve conduction. So yeah. something like potassium, human beings used to eat about 10 times as much potassium in their diets as sodium. Now it's just the opposite. We take mm-hmm. in about 10 times as much sodium from the processed foods that we eat as potassium. And this wreaks havoc on our blood vessels because potassium Mm -hmm. is something that softens the delicate inner lining of blood vessels. It promotes vascular health. It, uh, it does so many different things um, in the body and it is involved in, yeah, so many different processes of the body, including this entire trifecta of great sex. So it's another one of the things that we should be adding, but potassium is not abundant, in everything, you have to make a conscious effort to get enough potassium and especially enough to offset all of the damage to our sex life that the, all the salt that we're taking in is doing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn processed foods, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, so how long do we have to eat this way before we notice changes in the bedroom? Well, okay, so... I I mentioned a little earlier that you can eat certain foods in preparation for a date night. I even developed a date night sex menu, which, yes, I did test it out. Um, And I also had my patients test it out. And Mm. they noticed a subtle improvement. Um, Mm. And, you know, so one meal you can get some effect. So, for example, foods high in dietary nitrates are used by athletes for performance, you know, when they're competing, that sort of thing. That's why you may see athletes drinking things like beet juice or celery juice or, uh, you know, spinach as a pre-workout, that sort of thing. It's because it improves the way our tissues utilize oxygen and it also dilates blood vessels for improved blood flow. That happens within the two-hour window after eating them. So that Mm -hmm. is just as applicable to date night. When you want to have a hot night of sex, um, you want to be having some of those dietary nitrates like spinach, celery, beet juice. There's there's a list of, of other ones too. You also want to have a, a, a potassium-rich food because, again, in research, that showed an improvement in arterial function within two hours of eating it. Same with polyphenols, which you find in things like raspberries, apples, and, and some other places. What you want to keep low then are the other things that we talked about. You want to keep your fats low. You want to keep your salt low and your sugars low. But um, a caveat to that is this. In research, while a high-fat meal actually stiffened blood vessels within the two-hour period after eating it, 
a high omega-3 fat meal did the opposite. It made them more elastic. And that includes things like if you're if you're following a plant-based diet, maybe a handful of walnuts. Or if you're if you eat meat um, and fish, then it would be something like salmon. Uh, so you can choose your foods wisely to have a night of sex. So you can have uh, some noticeable improvement in one meal, but you're obviously going to have much more dramatic uh, effects with following a consistently, you know, sex healthy diet. But I've seen patients have results in a couple weeks of eating a really nice diet. It, 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 it really does depend on what your baseline is. If I have a patient who's coming in, who's, you know, 75, has, you know, completely occluded, you know, penile arteries, and is, you know, has had no erections waking for, you know, three years, it's going to take a lot more to get results than if I have a patient who's, you know, just showing early signs of reduced, you know, sexual performance, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And look, at the end of the day, it just, it needs to become a, a lifestyle, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. Um, And I was actually thinking just as you were talking um, and, you know, I've mentioned, you know, painful periods um, earlier. Um, About 10 years ago when um, I came out of a relationship, was really heartbroken and I trained and trained and trained at the gym like a maniac, um, I just I did a detox and, um, you know, I was eating chicken and um, lots of veggies and I actually noticed that I didn't need painkillers and this was probably the first time ever when I got my periods. And I thought, okay, there's nothing in this. Um, of course, you know, things have changed since then and I'm not saying I've got a bad diet I just don't think I've been as consistent um so it hasn't been great so I think you know it does have to be part of your lifestyle it has to be part of your life um and I'm still trying to work that out I mean you know this was 10 years ago my body has changed now also my training has changed as well where my body is needing a lot more because I'm training harder my body's needing a lot more nutrients so mm-hmm. um, I guess I'm still trying to work out you know the, the balance of what my body is needing more of and less yeah. of and I keep talking about periods um, and I know that this, you know, we're talking about sex drive um, and sex, you know, and it's all the way I see it, it's all relevant. Um, and, you know, I have been a little bit naughty, like I've said before, I haven't, I've got to change my mindset where I was like, oh, I've got a great sex life. I'm just trying to, you know, work mm-hmm. on my period and think about menopause or whatever, but you know what, it's all relevant. It's all, you know, sort of it falls under that one umbrella, I think. It's not, um, you know, and I'm very naughty because I've just been thinking about that one thing where I've, I've got to look at the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like this has got to be a lifestyle and I've got to think about, okay, why did it work 10 years ago and it's not working now? What has changed? Um, and don't just focus on periods, focus on, you know, lifestyle, not, oh, I don't care, I'm going to eat hot chips or fries because I've been really good, which is okay, um, but, hey, how much salt have I had in my diet or how much fat mm-hmm. have I had in my diet and do I need to eat more spinach this week or do I need to add more of this and less of this? 
Um, so and I'm just, you know, I'm speaking for myself and my own personal experience. And again, I'm going to say changing my mindset um, when it comes to diet and sex and um, sexual health. We'll call it sexual health because that's what it is, right? Yeah. Um, so just, just with the information that, you know, you're providing, I mean, and I've been doing this for a long time. I mean, it's helping me so much as well because <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you just think, oh, well, I think, you know, oh, I help people with this. I know what I'm doing. But, um, no, there's there's a few um, things that I need to change and adjust. And even though I consider myself to have a healthy lifestyle, um, just as you're talking, I think there's a few things like spinach um, that I need to add um, and some things I need to probably, you know, have less of. Well, you know, there's a really good, a great place to start is with lunch. You know, mm. it's really intimidating to think about changing our our entire way of eating. Let's yeah. focus, you know, try focusing on lunch. I you know, for somebody who maybe isn't as in tune to healthy eating as you are, who might be just starting out, you know, you can bring so much to your sex life by just mm. say, okay, you know what? When I go to work every day, Monday through Friday. I'm going to have a big leafy green salad and I'm going to have a baked yam with it. So we're going to bring mm. our potassium rich yam and we're going to eat it with the skin on it because about 40% of the potassium is in the skin as well as mm. the magnesium as well. And we're going to have mm. it with that nice big leafy green salad. So that's going to be bringing loads of antioxidants. It's going to be bringing loads of minerals that are great for sexual health and it's something that's a, a low fat option and it it can really supercharge your your nutrient profile of you know of your the nutrient profile of your diet with just that one meal so we mm. still want to enjoy food you know when when we're on the weekends and we're going over to our girlfriend's house to you know have a little cocktail party and everybody's eating we don't you know, we don't want to necessarily um, completely beat our bodies into submission and, and be excluded. We, we still want to enjoy food, but we can still we can make changes uh, just yeah. to our work week that will allow us to have some flexibility with that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I like that idea, actually. And I've, I've got to do that. It sounds so simple, but I think um, I've just been focused on protein with my training, just focus on protein, which is important, but, you know, the leafy greens and the fruits um, and other vegetables, yeah, kind of get a little bit neglected. So I definitely mm -hmm. need to that, yeah. Um, so are there foods that are bad for sex? Yeah, you know, we've talked a little bit about those. Um, salt, definitely. Mm. It, it stiffens arteries in the short term. And then it wreaks havoc on our arteries in the long term. So definitely not what we're looking for for great sex. Our high fat diets. Now, not every fat is treated equally. You know, certainly yeah. an avocado is not the same as a fried chicken. You know, it's mm. they they the avocado brings lots of nutrients with it, and it's also healthier fats, and our, our bodies process it differently. And then mm. the high refined sugar. So all those cakes and candies and cookies mm -hmm. and 
and those things, uh, they're definitely not good for sex. That high sugar, what it does is it disrupts our sex hormones. It promotes insulin resistance and, and leptin resistance. Leptin is what tells our bodies that we're full. And it yeah. creates a whole slew of imbalances in the body that aren't good for sex. But in general, my general philosophy is stick as close as you can to mother nature. The, the less it looks like what was once growing in the ground, uh, the less healthy it is for our sex lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how does some traditional medicine promote sexual health? Do they believe that you should limit sex for good health? So, you know, in, in Chinese, modern Chinese medicine views a healthy, you know, healthy sex as strong kidneys. You know, the root of sexual function and fertility is in the kidneys, the essence. And when that's strong and when the chi is flowing freely and abundantly, when blood is flowing freely and abundantly, we have a great sex and we have abundant, um, you know, we have fertility and we have great sex. So mm. we promote that through acupuncture. We promote that through our diet and we limit what we call cloying, you know, greasy, cloying, heavy, rich foods, which slow the chi. And those mm. are also, you know, coincidentally, the same foods that promote plaque accumulation. You know, it's a physical blockage of that chi. And as far mm. as limiting our sexual, our sexual activity to promote, uh, to promote health, Modern, so modern traditional Chinese medicine practitioners, uh, the general consensus is that males should limit sexual activity uh, or just not have excessive um, sexual activity. However, mm. I did some research on this and I looked into the history of sex in China. And what I found was really interesting. Before Taoism, uh, there was the notion that males actually were nourished by sex so that the woman's, um, the female vaginal secretions contained this precious essence of life that it's called the Jing. And that mm -hmm. when they would, when they would have sex, it was like a merging of yin and yang essences and that the male could boost his Jing and basically, um, improve the quality of his sperm by having more sexual intercourse. So they, it was so much, it was so ingrained in the philosophy of, um, of health that emperors would have, they would have the queen and then they would have dozens and dozens of concubines. They would have sex with the concubines on a regular schedule to develop and nourish their jing so that on the full moon, the sperm that they served to the queen would be the healthiest to promote the strongest heir to the throne. Mm -hmm. And then this notion changed over time with yeah. Confucianism. Confucianism was much more repressive in every way. And it was tied with um, the effort of governments to, uh, very much control the population in every aspect, including their personal lives. And it was during this time that the notion that that sexual promiscuity and um, excessive masturbation and all of those things promoted mm -hmm. disease. So mm -hmm. it may not be 
um, it may not be a coincidence that those two things happened around the same time, but it's something that has kind of taken hold and it has stuck around in, in modern thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. I love listening to stories like that. It's just um, <laughs> like how we've come a long way. I was actually, um, <laughs> when I was um, doing some information or getting some information on masturbation, and putting together a post on my social media, um, I found a website that um, talked about the myths of masturbation, you know, blindness and all these other things. <laughs> and I was actually going to put a post up on it, and I probably still should, but I just, I, I thought, no, nah, I, I just, I can't do this. I just, nah, eh, maybe I will, I don't know. But just what we were taught back in the days, it was like, oh, wow, isn't that interesting? <laughs> anyway. Um, so, Christine, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate the information that you have shared with us. And I have to say, I now want to go buy lots of veggies, especially spinach and I'm definitely going to look um, and think differently about my diet as well not be so focused on just the one thing but be you know conscious of my sexual health overall so thank you for sharing you're welcome and thank you so much for having me on your show so if people want to find out a bit more about you what you do if they want to stalk you in a non-creepy way (laughs) how can they do that Christine they could find me on dietforgreatsex.com and I'm also on social media under Diet for Great Sex. Great. Thank and my you. book Thank is available you. on Amazon. Oh, yes, the book too. Yes, definitely go check it out on Amazon. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on social media at Heidi G Spot and check out the website at HeidiGCounseling.com. Join me next time on the G Spot because the world is a better place when there's great sex and relationships.